Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Two philosophers. Pashao. Modern day philosophers. With no fucking background in philosophy whatsoever. Hey, bullshit, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Welcome to episode 38 of Wasted Content. I am Anthropos. I am Ozymandias. Now, to start off this episode, we are going to be having a hazy motherfucking lineup today. Uh, we're going to start off with Almanac Beer Company's Bunny Hill IPA. This is a hazy IPA that is single dry hopped with cashmere and citra hops. And, I, you know, the fucking the can on this, the can art is dope. Yes, it is. It's really pretty. <laughs> it's fucking cute. There's a little bunny on it. It's fucking Easter right now. Ah, very fitting. <laughs> right. But that seems more like a winter bunny, you know? It does. Yeah. Like one of those December playmates. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. How how I miss that. That's a that's a fucking uh dated reference right there, sir. <laughs> Playmate? <laughs> yeah, it is. Isn't it still a thing? No. Playboy? No. no, it's not a thing anymore. Yeah, they're doing they like switched over from like nude photography to some like bullshit magazine or some bullshit. Okay. Do they still have centerfolds and playmates? Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well then, all right. I'm, ha- I'm happy. I think. I'm. I'm happy about I don't that. Know, I don't keep up with Playboy. Yeah. I just. I just felt like. I just felt like I heard that after uh, Hugh Hefner passed, mm-hmm. then it just kind of like they saw that there was a decline in actual physical media. Right. And it, it would definitely make more sense for them to transition into something like, uh, like a website or something. You know, as opposed to a fucking magazine. Yeah, it was more like men's humor type of thing. You know, college humor shit. I, I Articles guess. and like, I don't know. I really don't know. I didn't keep up with it. Right. College humor. Because you know how funny those guys are, right? Those yeah. college kids out mm-hmm. there. So you could say whatever you want in colleges, right? Yeah. <laughs> Full discourse. Yeah. No nobody, repercussions. Nobody gets offended. <laughs> <laughs> college humor. Got their fucking pulse on that fucking, on, on comedy. Those college kids, you fucking <laughs> morons. You got fucking, you got, you got stand-up comics, stand-up comics completely fucking avoiding you like the fucking, like the, like a COVID-19 plague. They got, they got yeah. you avoiding college campuses because of how fucking stuck up you are. Yeah. Yeah. But everyone is at that age though, right? It's not just. This like whole college environment. It's everybody at that age thinks they know what they know is right. Yeah, yeah, but I think that uh, you know, like with the advent of of social media, it's it really kind of um, it, it's taken on a form of its own. And uh, actually, you know, maybe this is a topic we jump into after this beer review. Sure. Uh, fuck it. So we're gonna go ahead and get with the goddamn pour on this motherfucker. Here we go. Oh, there it is. Oh, fucking beer pouring into a glass mug like God intended. <laughs> like the Trappist lords before us. <laughs> right. Alrighty, holy smokes. So we fucking legit got a hazy here. And let's see here. It's been a good while since a nice fucking hazy beer. <laughs> yeah, one week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a long time dude yeah i mean if if the anthropos from fucking episode one knew what we were doing 
you know, these later episodes. Uh, he would hate you right now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The, the Ozymandias would hate us, too. I think so, too. Um, yeah, Definitely. Just talking smack the whole fucking first 20 episodes, I think. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck past Anthropos. Yep. <laughs> All right. So as far as smelling notes go, um, it's it's uh, a very, very prominent hop aroma coming from this. Uh, the head is foamy, but not heavy. and um, But it's got really good staying power. Uh, great lacing. And I, I missed the ABV on this guy. Let's see here. 6.1 ABV. And let's see. On the can, it says, baby, it's hella cold outside. Baby, it's cold outside. Bunny Hill Hazy IPA has a pillowy soft mouthfeel like freshly fallen snow. This liquid snowflake is dry hopped with an avalanche of cashmere and citra, creating notes of citrus, zest, and ripe melon. Interesting. Uh, I don't know that I've had a lot of things with cashmere in it. I haven't either. Isn't that uh, like cloth? It is. It is a type of cloth. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I would hope that this hops is kind of named as such because it imparts some kind of texture. Oh, mm. might mm. be like drinking cashmere. Yeah, silky. Mm. Oh well, here's hoping, man. Is it Cheers, silky? brother? Isn't silk uh, like its own thing? And cashmere, it's a different thing. Cashmere? No one ever says like, man, that was cashmere smooth. No, everyone says it's oh, it's silky. He was smooth as cashmere. Oh. <laughs> Is cashmere smooth? I think so. I think it's. I think it's. All I know of cashmere, it's really like delicate and uh, it can't be exposed to water or because it ruins the material or some bullshit. No shit. Yeah. I'm trying to find a different word to describe cashmere other than uh, silky. That's what I was addressing. I was like, isn't that a whole different thing? Like a different feel? Who fucking knows, man? Mm. Let's see what we got here, man. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Hmm. It's not silky. It's something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's really cool. That's really cool. So, um at 6.1 ABV, you know, this beer really comes in at a very light medium body. Um but just what they achieve with the dry hopping method is fucking dope as fuck. Uh, you end up getting a beer that's um, not heavy in mouthfeel, not heavy in uh, terms of uh, uh, like weight behind the beer, but you just you you do get all those flavors that you'd be looking for out of a bigger beer. And um, I see that here with the with the Bunny Hill, uh, that melon that they're talking about. Uh, I could say that it really comes in at like a very rounded sweetness. Uh, I I feel it all over mm -hmm. the palate. Uh, the citra, the the citrus zestiness is there, um, and that signature of it, uh, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. But yeah, really cool, really cool from Al Almanac. I'm becoming a, a huge fan of this double dry hop thing. Uh, <clears throat> 
you're getting all the flavors, but they're again they're a little muted. Yeah, they're, you don't get that like crazy hop resinous bomb in your mouth. The flavors are there, but it's not sticky. It's not resinous. Right. Um, very light body. It's fucking decadent. It's smooth. It's really light and crisp. Mm-hmm. It almost wants to be like a fucking uh, brute champagne. I could see that. I could really see that. Um, yeah, just to kind of just to kind of p- piggyback on that on that sentiment. I can I can absolutely forget that I'm drinking an IPA yeah. when I'm having this, um, if if at all because of the lack of the hop bite, there really isn't a lot to speak of. I think I kind of trace some, um, like mid to like back of the palate, and it's it's not offensive. It, it's 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 just there to kind of remind you that it is an IPA. But uh, not a lot of bitterness to speak of on this one. Yeah. Really cool. The beer looks beautiful too. Uh, it's a very bright yellow, kind of like a kind of like a off-white bright yellow. Uh, hazy as a motherfucker. And uh yeah, just uh really, really just uh I don't know, just average mouthfeel, um just superb flavor. A uh, really good job of making the beer come in at re- a real light body with all the flavor that you'd you'd be expecting out of a hazy IPA. It's dope as hell. Respect to Almanac, and the can art's really uh, working for me too. The can art's really nice. <laughs> it almost wants to be a like real light chick drink with the can art here. <laughs> yeah, and given the sure. body on this, it almost wants to be a like flavored seltzer. If anything, yeah, this is. Uh, I could totally see this being marketed as like a like a hazy IPA for her. <laughs> <laughs> Almanac Slim. <laughs> That's dope. I'm really enjoying the flavor. Um, it really is unique in its flavor profile uh, compared to all the other hazies I've ever had. I don't think I've really kind of had a hazy that's. Uh, presented this this melon flavor and i'm not sure if melon is what i'd call it i see why they would want to call it that but it it is distinct i'm not getting a lot of melon here i'm getting a lot of citrus there's orange for sure but i don't see where that melon is it has a really really strong like citrusy bite to it and it's rounding off kind of dry. Right, right. Like a light, dry sweetness to it. I'd say if I were to attribute this melon to any specific melon, it'd probably be honeydew is what I'm getting with this. It's nice. It is. It is. I'm ready to rate it. What do you got, man? Almanac Beer Company's Bunny Hill IPA, single dry hopped. I'm going to give this, I'm going to give it a, a, let's give it a seven. I'm going to give it a respectable seven in the IPA category. This isn't double dry hopped. It's just dry hopped, right? Yeah, single dry hopped. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. 
that's making a little more sense considering the ABV. Yeah. 6.1, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I think I'm going to give this a 6.5. Mm-hmm. Um, only because I feel it's lacking in flavor overall. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's, you have, it, I don't know, uh, what I'm getting from the nose is not coming through on the taste. Yeah. Uh, it's very aromatic and citrusy and very crisp and refreshing on the nose. And then when you taste it, it's all just really diluted. Uh, it feels almost like it was watered down right. just to achieve that ABV there. It seems like it, it was brewed at a higher ABV and they just kind of like mellowed it out. It does. I don't know. It does. 6.5 for me. Yeah, I was kind of towing the line between a 6.5 and a 7 too. Yeah. Um, and, and that was a little bit more geared towards the ABV too. Uh at six percent, I mean, you know, Almanac isn't isn't putting this on the on the shelves for cheap either. Um, I believe that this was a sixteen dollar four pack, mm -hmm. and for that price, you're typically kind of you know you're kind of hoping for a little bit more ABV behind it. Um, but ultimately, I I will give it a seven because I feel like with the advent of dry hopping, uh, the flavors there, um, just it, it it kind of um, it affords them the bitterness, so really smooth, really light, really fluffy. Um, seven for me, six point five for you, six point five. Yeah. Alrighty. So to open up for the first topic, uh, we were kind of talking about you know this uh, college humor. Let's call it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. we also had another topic in mind to open up. Yeah. Uh, whichever one you want to go with, I'm. Let's I'm Let's do the other one first, and then we'll do the college humor thing. Sure thing. Only because we're going to open this episode up with what we closed it last week, which was Almanac Brewing. That's right. So, yeah. given that, we had a guest last week who brought the Almanac Brewing Company beer. Yeah, he did. He brought uh, Boost Coffee Stout from Boost. Almanac. Yes. Came in at a 9%. Fucking incredible. We both gave it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Hell yeah. I wish I remembered that beer. <laughs> exactly my point <laughs> holy shit dude that was a fucking ridiculous episode overall there's a lot of great there's a lot of shit set off air yeah fucking that should have been on mic absolutely i think honest. the majority of what was said was said off of the mic and it's so unfortunate somehow we still got I was going to say, we still got three hours out of it. Yeah. You are all going to be getting a two-hour episode. Yep. <laughs> and it's for your own damn good, too. It's for our own damn good. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Mostly. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking I was just hell. like, fuck it, let's put it in. Who cares? And then I listened to it. I'm like, mm, <laughs> no, this is a bad idea. Oh, fuck, man. Immediately, so, I, it just died off after mm -hmm. this guy left. Right, right. I don't want this motherfucker to get a big head up, you know, over it either. Um, it, it, I think he did a hell of a job. He I, did. I, I think he's quite honestly one of my favorite guests. Uh, he had really good rapport. Uh, he knew how to keep a conversation flowing. He had questions for us, and and he did really well. He could stand the fucking torrential rain of shit talk and delivered it well as well. I was going to say, I mean, I'm saying he could stand this shit talk, but at a certain point. To a point. Yeah, at a certain point. Yeah, there, he, there's a line with him. <laughs> he didn't. And, and <laughs> off air, and then off air, it, it turned into a problem eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he did okay for the most part. Yeah. For the most part. It was fun. It was lighthearted until it wasn't. <laughs> 
But I mean, fuck. What do we expect? We fuck. I think that's the episode where we've drank the most, off the air and on the air. Yeah, uh, I, I I could say that. Um, yeah, I could say that. I could say that. I was thinking about like the twelve days collection because we did that. Oh yeah. But that was between you, myself, and three other guests. Yep. Hold on, four other guests. At a certain point, we did have Anakin here for that for that recording. Yeah, that's three guests. We had Asaphasius. Yeah. Oh, Orgasmatron and Anakin. Yeah, yeah. So it was three guests. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Trapler joined us for that one, but he didn't. Uh, another one was the Bourbon County one, which is dangerous because all of those were ultra high ABV. And that was between you, myself, Asaphasius, Orgasmatron, and the Beer Fairy. Yeah. And then for last week's episode, we... So uh, there's, there's usually... Uh, and I like his term for it. He called it kickback beer. Yeah. It's the beer that is expected to be had uh, in in between the beers that are for the lineup. Yep. <laughs> and it wasn't a matter of like a luxury that that beer was there. It was like, where the fuck is my kickback beer? <laughs> and I think that also gives us a lot of insight into what his life looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck is my kickback beer? And uh, so for that, uh, we'll we'll actually have some stocked here. Uh, Ozymandias will bring some on his drive in. Um, I had a six pack of hazy little thing here, uh, which isn't you know you know it's not it's a respectable. I think it's like six point five ABV, something like that. Seven. Yeah. So we had that. We also had 16-ounce cans of McKellar's Hophead Bundle. Yep. And that was the lineup. It was 16-ounce cans of, 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 of fucking hazy IPAs. And then he brought a four-pack of the Almanac beer, uh, the, the coffee stout. And I had brought a six-pack of the Fear Movie Lions from Stone. I forgot about that. Holy mother of Christ. And that was 16-ounce cans. Yep. It was a six-pack of 16-ounce cans. And then he also had a, a, a six-pack. It was originally a 12-pack, but he drank six on the way in. Yep. <laughs> so he had a six-pack, effectively, of Guinness, of, like, warm, room-temperature Guinness yeah. that he brought when he realized that we had drank all of the kickback beer. Yeah. It was like, where the fuck is the kickback beer? Oh, you don't have any more? Don't worry. I have some in my fucking car. I'll bring it right away. pack I started on the way in. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So that's oh, that's an insane amount of fucking beer, and we put it all away for that episode. And uh, really, if you listen to that, just know that we spared you fifty minutes of just unlistenable, fucking drunken, sloppy, fucking pointless, aimless <laughs> conversation. I mean, more pointless and more aimless than what we usually give you guys, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> oh, a lot of circular logic in there. Oh yeah, absolutely. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of uh, being lost in there. Right. What are we doing here? <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> what are we doing here, man? What am I doing here? <laughs> I couldn't tell if you were having an existential crisis no, or you. I'm always having an existential crisis. <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was that or if it was like you legitimately not knowing where geologically you were located <laughs> at the moment 
after our center of gravity left the room, I, I didn't know where I was. I lost all like spatial awareness. Awareness, yeah. <laughs> there is one thing that we could say about Gorchelios, and uh, he keeps you grounded. <laughs> 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 oh the fat piece of shit since we couldn't deliver on the ending of that episode this is effectively the part where we talk about the guest <laughs> where we talk shit about the guests that can't defend themselves he was fun he was entertaining as per usual I really did enjoy, enjoy having him in the wasted space but as <clears throat> the infamous quote says first you take a drink then the drink takes you oh shit i've never heard that before f scott fitzgerald nice yeah never heard that one it's first you take a drink then the drink takes a drink then the drink takes you oh fuck yeah okay that's him to a fucking t he's funny he's fucking lighthearted. he's drinking he's having a blast and in his words having a fucking blast and then he gets to a point where it's just his fucking eyes just like haze over and it's no longer him. It's just some like shell of what he used to be. <clears throat> I mean, that happens to anybody. It's called being blacked out, but oh, yeah. it's not blacked out for him. It's just drunk. It's just called drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I know this uh, fucking experience that you're speaking <laughs> of right now. Being drunk. Yes, I'm well aware of that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. But it was fun for the most part. It was. Glad he was here. He, he might we might have him come back at some point where we have security and mm -hmm. uh, a limit on beer. <laughs> <laughs> we could have him back for the episode where we rate non-alcoholic beers. There you go. <laughs> Actually, I I would. I Knowing think... that fucking piece of shit, he will drink <laughs> A fucking twenty four pack before he walks into the non alcoholic beer session. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm totally up for that, and um and and I'm I'm willing to bet that he's not going to listen to this episode, <laughs> but I'd be open to like having an episode where we rate non alcoholic beers and inviting him in for that one, <laughs> and not telling him it's going to be that. Yeah. <laughs> be great. It'd be a great reaction to get on mic. <laughs> oh my god, dude. So yeah, for the Great. first part in uh in for the first time in 38 episodes, we made an executive decision and we cut out a fucking large section of the recording. It was it really was unlistenable. It was terrible. It was. But if you want to listen to it, it's gonna be on our Patreon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> Wasted content. What do you think about that <clears throat> evil genius scheme? That's great. Yeah. I was all in immediately. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, so just to make uh, just to make future guests aware of it, our policy now is we do have a segment at the end of the episode where we talk shit about the guests when he can defend himself. And if you would like to listen to that, then you can subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon where we'll be posting the shit talk episodes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, people care about what other people think, think about, about them, them right? I think so. Yeah. Enough to pay money? I mean, isn't that like everyday life? Yeah. Like the fucking hairstyle that you choose, the, your barbershop? 
Oh. The beauty products that you fucking. No shit. Yeah. I was going to ask if you care, but yeah, given that absolutely. logic, of course. The clothes that you wear, the car that you drive. Fuck. All of that is money that you pay because you care what people think about you. I don't care too much for clothing. No. I'll just, I'll fucking shop at Old Navy for a $6 shirt. It's just yeah. a blank, black tee. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. But even then, it's a conscious choice. Like, I want to wear this because I want to show how much I don't care about branded clothing. <laughs> oh, fuck. You know? <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> oh man, God that's damn fucking, it. I do that, care. That's fucking vanity inception right there. <laughs> I'm so much of a hipster that I don't want to follow trends, but this is a trend in itself. It's just like right. unbranded clothing and just you know. <laughs> God, I hate myself sometimes. So it's very obvious that people are willing to pay for this. So what's another twenty bucks a month? <laughs> Come on, yeah, guys. You spend more on bullshit. <sighs> Subscribe to the Patreon. Give us 20 bucks a month. And guess what? You're going to be, you're going to have the chance to drink like a philosopher. Ooh. And you're also going to get to hear us talk shit about you. Um, And actually, I do want to mention that right now. Um, We are going to be doing the lineup that we had for last episode yeah. for the drink like a philosopher. Dope. And we actually failed to do so the previous month. Yeah. So for this month, we're actually we're gonna be uh, doing uh, two giveaways, and it's gonna be the lineup from last week, uh, the McKellar Hophead bundle, and that's gonna be raffled out to uh, the people that are on the top tier for the Patreon. So look out for that. We'll be posting a picture of the beers that you're gonna be receiving, and um, of course, uh, when we announce the winner, if uh, you guys could give us a shout out, take a picture of you enjoying your beer. Uh, that'll be greatly appreciated. So watch out for that. That's going to be coming uh, this next week. <clears throat> so what what was this that you were talking about? College humor. Um, right. So uh, you know, we got into a little bit of discussion about, um, like just just even saying that. You know, it's it, it's kind of like college humor uh, that used to mean something, right? Be like right. before, a little bit taboo, a little bit testing your boundaries type of thing. Right, right. It it kind of had like a connotation of, uh, like young, and uh, on the pulse of uh, culture, and it it had that connotation, and and now I I feel like it it does, but in a different light. Um, if you were to say that now, and you talk to someone that knows what, um, political correctness is on a college campus is, mm. then they're gonna know what you mean too, and it's not gonna be the same as it was as what it meant uh four years ago <clears throat> yeah but is that still the case i know that's kind of like swung back the other way now right you know like this whole like freedom of speech thing and it's just like freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of consequences Consequence. yeah that's stupid fucking bullshit yeah uh i feel like it's swinging back the other way again you know um given like all of like the Dave Chappelle specials and everything where he's touching all these fucking like taboo subjects that are quote unquote taboo. Yeah. Uh, transsexuals, uh, fucking sexuality, race and all this shit. Um, <clears throat> I feel like it's swinging back a little bit, but who the fuck knows? Everyone's out of fucking school right now. You know, <laughs> you can't fucking assemble anymore because that's being fucking tested. You know, you're, you've been taking your, Freedom of assembly has been taken away from you, and you're over there like, okay, I'm I'm at my home safe. 
Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. It's really hard to fucking gauge where the fucking humor is right now. <clears throat> as far as college humor, you're right. That was it. That was the, I don't know. It, it seemed like uh, comedy was the ultimate fucking playing ground where you can talk about anything at any time with anybody. And it was a place that was supposed to test your fucking boundaries and challenge your ideals that you were fucking uh, bred with. Shit you grew up with. Uh, whether it be fucking racism, whether it be fucking sexism, whatever the fuck it is, this was a place that was supposed to challenge all of that and make you think and make you self-reliant. Correct. And at some point, it turned into the opposite of that, where it turned into safe spaces. Safe space. Like, this is my home. This is my safe space. You can't challenge what I believe in because I have the freedom to believe what I want to believe, but you can't. Right. It turned into fucking designated areas for people to um, go for shelter, like to shelter themselves of like ideas that that didn't align with their own um, fully furnished with Legos and fucking coloring books and I like shit. Legos though. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, dude. The fucking adult coloring books. God damn. That was such a fucking step back. Like your entire life, you're fighting your fucking parents to treat you like a fucking adult. <laughs> you're fighting society to treat you like an adult. And oh, I need some fucking time to myself. I'm going to color within the lines here. <laughs> like, holy shit. I, I, I just remember fucking having my mind blown. We were listening to another podcast at the time and they were talking right. about infantilism and fucking Correct. coloring books, adult coloring books specifically. And and this recession of your fucking mental uh, faculties to deal with the fucking world. Like, instead of fucking dealing with the fucking problem or some confrontation out front, you backtrack and go and, like, seclude yourself into a fucking room and color for a bit. <sighs> All guys under the fucking idea of meditation. Like, oh, it's just my own meditation. Like, shut the fuck up. That's not meditation. You're, you're a fucking child. Yeah. Yeah. You you've uh uh you've experienced discomfort. You you might you may have just uh experienced uh fucking what is this called? When an idea challenges ideas that you hold uh to be true in your in your uh head. social no it's cognitive not. dissonance. That's it. You've experienced discomfort, you've experienced cognitive dissonance. Uh cognitive dissonance uh in it by its own definition is very uncomfortable because there are ideas that you hold to be fucking true and you have an opposing idea that's telling you that you're completely wrong what you know and what you've been taught is wrong and it's uncomfortable because you have certainly based your lives and your life and your daily actions and who you are and who you present yourself to be around these ideas that you hold true so um effectively the person you are is um, a fucking error. And because of that, <clears throat> you're going to fucking seclude yourself. You're going to fucking put yourself on timeout. You're going to fucking say, you're going to plug your ears up and you're going to go la, 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 la. I, I get the knee jerk reaction of someone challenging your identity. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, we need to be a little bit more rational. And, realize that you're not flawless your ideologies aren't flawless there there's 
there's flaws in everything. Everything's full of holes. Even whatever's being presented to you as new information could be fucking flawed. Right. And if it challenges you, I understand the knee-jerk reaction, but when the fuck did that turn? When the fuck did it turn into a fucking safe space? When, when who the fuck guaranteed you comfort? What the fuck? That That's not fucking reality. That's not existence. Existence isn't comfort. Existence, if anything, is discomfort and flourishing in discomfort. Right. Finding a way to fucking flourish and proceed and move forward despite any obstacle you have to overcome. That's it. Um, I'm going to share a quote from uh, Mr. Martin Luther King. And that is, uh, what is it? It's something like... Um, what what defines a man isn't where he stands in times of comfort and convenience. It is where he stands in in the face of a challenge. That's a that's a Martin Luther King quote, and uh, I think that that is really what uh, kind of encapsulates what type of person you are. Uh, do you fucking do you face a challenge and an obstacle by fucking running the other way and cowering in fear, or plugging your ears up and saying I'm not gonna listen? Or do you face it boldly and move forward and overcome the obstacle? Do you uh, fucking do you take it and 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 kind of like uh, work it into the things that you already believe? Do you find a way to make it work? Do you relinquish your uh, your mistaken thoughts that you carried your beliefs, and do you replace them with it, what is now uh, been presented with you? So. And and incorporate into the person that you continue to be. Um, I, I I really I'd really like to get to the bottom of what the fuck, where the fuck this came from because I feel like as an as a society, um, before the people that we used to look up to and um, uh, the the people that like we could really rally behind were people that saw, I guess in like injustice. And did something about it, like actually made some change, right, for the better. And that's those are the type of people that we look up to, like Martin Luther King. And now it's it's been cheapened, it's been absolutely cheapened because the people that society tends to look up to nowadays are just people that are pointing a finger. That's it. Like all you really have to do is just a cry about some kind of perceived injustice. And you don't even have to have the, all your fucking facts straight. All you have to do is say, this person or this idea made me uncomfortable. And you have the fucking, you have society applauding you. Right. You have fucking social media uh, fucking uh, lifting you on, the, on its shoulders. And fucking, uh, you have, you're, you're, you're fucking uh, immortalized on the internet. Uh, because you've uh, successfully fucking become... Uh, you know, viral, and people are listening to that fucking that you crying and pointing a fucking finger, and th those are the type of people that we look up to as a society now. And I'd really like to understand where the fuck, what the catalyst was for that. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what changed. I don't know where it is that we lost ourselves. <clears throat> We're coddled. We're 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 giving up our freedoms for security, and that's been highlighted as of late. Dude, Benjamin Franklin 
said it best. Like people who are willing to give up their freedom for security deserve neither. neither. Yeah. It's incredible to fucking see. It's disappointing to fucking see. All right. So I do think that that's a hell of a topic. And I think that that could transition us um, into uh, the, you know, what we speak of after our second beer in the lineup. Cool. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to have you tell us what we're having for second beer, man. We we are having from Blaker Brewing pineapple milkshake. It's a hazy IPA brewed with pineapples. Luxuries are far and few between, especially those which provide sweet comfort. A comfort so surreal that it's only offered by friends. Afforded by friends, my bad. For centuries, pineapples were cultivated and gifted as a symbol of friendship and hospitality. Due to the fruit's rarity, just like our farming forefathers, we offer this desirable creamy treat in a can as a take as a token of gratitude. Find a place of leisure and sip the sweetness. Welcome to paradise. <clears throat> it's brewed with pineapple and lactose, citra and Denali hops. And we got the ABV right there too, man. I don't see it. Oh, there it is. 7.1 ABV. That's right. Ready to crack open to this one? Let's do this. All righty. Oh. oh my goodness holy I, shit i could just smell pineapple filling the room I, I haven't even had to bring this up to my nose and just from us cracking open those those cans of the pineapple milkshake i already smell it in the air so fuck it i'm gonna bring this up to my face right now and see what we got <sighs> pineapple that's delicious just a fucking syrupy, sweet, citrus pineapple. It doesn't feel like an artificial pineapple either. It doesn't, no. Which is a plus for that. Right, right. This um, fucking head is incredible. It's very frothy. It's kind of reminiscent of those like, uh, those whipped orange absolutely, fucking yeah. juices. Remember yeah, orange like a, whip, orange bang? Yeah. Shit? Yeah, it does look like that. It is extremely frothy. Uh, we actually even had to take a break in between the pour because of the head. It was just filling up the glass. Um, no, this thing has intense retention for the head. Uh, this is a big foamy uh, a head. And uh, it's got like a little bit of like an eggshell uh, yellowish to it. The brew itself, and, and, and this is the very curious thing. Uh, it's hazy, but if you're if you're moving it around, you could actually you could actually see all of that kind of swirling around even you could see that hazy creaminess swirling in the beer i don't think i've actually seen that from a beer before there's like a swirling haziness in in the goddamn beer so the beer is a little bit a little bit darker than the bunny hill uh it's still got a very bright creamy yellow look to it Mm -hmm. hazy like a motherfucker this is definitely, it looks more creamy than hazy. It does. Anything. Yeah. And uh, I think with the name Pineapple Milkshake, I think it's it's re- already holding up to its name. Yep. Uh, I'm excited, man. 
let's give this a try. Cheers. Cheers. Motherfucker. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Holy exactly shit. what I was expecting from something called pineapple milkshake. <laughs> exactly what I was expecting. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love pineapple. I fucking love that <laughs> shit because it makes your cum taste good, apparently. so <laughs> That's why you love pineapple? Yeah. Because it makes my cum taste good? It's <laughs> <laughs> very interesting to know. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> really walked right into that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this too. Though. I've heard this from a lot of different sources that pineapple makes your cum taste better. Yeah, is that true? Um, I don't know. I'll I'll have to test I'll, it. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to test it out. Well, I mean, why wouldn't it? Right? Like, if fucking what the fuck is that fucking vegetable? Asparagus makes your urine smell like fucking asparagus or whatever yeah. the fuck it is. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't what you eat change the fucking I don't know, taste and smell of other bodily fluids. Yeah, I've actually heard that um, smoking, eating red meat, crap, and drinking alcohol all affects the taste negatively as well. Really? Yeah. Holy shit. It's like, what the fuck? That's like my fuck. that bitch looked like she was in pain. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the one that sucked your dick, but she looked like she was in pain? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Chocolate rain. (laughs) Uh yeah, I mean, when, you know, when I found out about that, I was like, really? Well, because that's kind of like what my food pyramid looks like. Looks like tobacco and alcohol and red meat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Fuck. Well, at least I'm not the one. It's better than oats and bread in the morning, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one fucking, I'm not the one swallowing it, so. <laughs> Unless she wants to kiss you right after, bro. Yes. Have true. you had that? Yeah. I've had it. Yeah, I've had that. Yeah, I've Absolutely. too. Yeah, absolutely. I've had that. It's like, mm, okay. You suck my dick, I guess. It's it, it's hot. It's hot. It's not it's you know, it's naughty. It's like the it's like the like the naughtiness of it, I guess that's what makes it hot. It seems kind of vindictive on their part. It does. Just like <laughs> oh, if I taste your cum, motherfucker, you're gonna taste your cum. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like I get the whole being in the mood thing, but it, it just when that happens specifically, I'm always like, fucking bitch. <laughs> Back in my head. Just like, mm, I know what you're fucking doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kiss you. Yeah. I'm going to kiss your fucking. It's my cum. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing, though. Uh, so, uh, so I'll lick her ass and make out with her. <laughs> <laughs> Taste of own medicine, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. So I'm 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 quite sure that Blaker Brewing Company is gonna really enjoy this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this ass looking that we're doing of their ass fucking beer. Come flavor. <laughs> <laughs> fucking promotion of their beer. Thank you, Blaker. You're gonna be getting my fucking come right, fucking sweet and citrusy. Thank you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah, and, and for that, I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm not going to rate what it. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to have the next bitch to swallow, and then I'm going to have it rated out of <laughs> yeah. 10. Is what I'm going to do for you guys, Blaker Brewing Company. <laughs> 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 Your cum tastes different today. 
This fucking uh, Blaker Brewing Company. All right. So, oh, fuck. So, what would you rate that out of 10? <laughs> uh, what would make that a 10 for you? She's like, hire ABV. <laughs> oh, my God. This is fucking. Um, this is this fucking scrumptious. This is fucking yummy. Uh, I'm I'm so goddamn happy with this. Uh, it it is it is a pineapple milkshake. It, it's creamy like a motherfucker, and the pineapple flavor is there, and it's not artificial. Not at all. Um, <clears throat> I think you know if the can is indicative of exactly how fresh this is. <laughs> it's got some fucking guy with a satchel on his back. He's tossing them fucking pineapples back onto the satchel. I don't think that. I don't think that that's how that happens. No, they grow on palm trees, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, that's coconuts. <laughs> I thought the, that was lotion. Where the, <laughs> lotion? Yeah. Lotion on uh, palm trees? Never mind. Okay. It's an old reference to uh, uh, cocoa. Uh, what the fuck like is cocoa it? Cocoa butter? Cocoa butter. Oh, oh, yeah. oh like cocoa. Okay, like yeah. cocoa, like being coconut instead of yeah. Okay, growing on <laughs> palm trees. <laughs> dun, dun, <tsh>. Yeah, <laughs> only our black <laughs> listeners would get that one. <laughs> I, if we had black listeners, we probably lost them at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Any listeners, honestly. <laughs> oh man, no, this is fucking delicious. Um. So, this is an IPA for sure. Uh, I'm I'm getting hop notes. Um, when it comes to like uh, kind of like a like a floral, mm-hmm. um, very aromatic kind of grassy taste to it. Um, definitely the citrus coming through. Yeah, I was gonna say that's definitely signature of the citra hops. That citrusy yeah. floral thing. Yeah. But it takes the back seat on this beer because. Uh, it's just super forthcoming with that pineapple creaminess Uh, it's very forward with that and and I want to say that it really does uh, take over your senses it it, it masks anything that would tell you that this is an IPA and uh, if you don't stick around for like the second part of it and at 7.1 ABV respectable it's got a a medium body I'd even call it towards a little bit closer towards heavy body uh, it's got some weight behind it. Uh, fucking delicious. I'm loving this fucking head. Initially, it was just all frothy and everything. It was coming down really fucking slowly. And now that it's settling right on top of the fucking beer, there it's it's white and frothy with some like yellowish uh, little markers there, little swirls here and there. At least on my end. I don't know what yours looks like. Yeah. Uh, but... This lacing across the glass is fucking incredible. These fucking legs are fucking oof. What you want to see in a fucking woman? God damn it! Lactose is fucking beautiful on here. The pineapple is fucking beautiful on here. Uh, citrus, citra hops coming through for sure. Uh, I'm not sure of the Denali ones, but I'm not too familiar with the Denali hops. I don't think we've had Same. many on here. I wouldn't say so, no. Where we can distinguish them. Um, but overall, it's a fucking beautiful, beautifully smooth pineapple milkshake. 
It really does. It really does hold true to its uh, name. Oh my goodness, it's it's so fucking refreshing. It's so bright. Um, I I could totally see myself crushing a fucking shit ton of this. Even at seven point one ABV, I could see myself crushing this on a hot summer day. Um, man, if I could only just be at a beach if it wasn't closed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this would be fucking perfect beach weather beer right here. This is uh, super tropical. <laughs> beach wasn't fucking closed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, dude. No, why? Why? Why are we back on this topic? Um, <clears throat> I'm ready to rate this. All right, go ahead, man. What I think I'm got? gonna give this an eight point five. Okay. It's it's an incredible fucking presentation. It has pineapple, and again, it's not artificial it might be but it doesn't taste that way right um the lactose is fucking good on this it makes a really creamy fucking smooth cashmere silky taste to it (laughs) um it's great i'm happy with this yeah yeah i'm i'm gonna have to give it exactly the same i'm gonna go for an 8.5 on this um i really i really enjoy the fact that craft beer has come to an age where Things that sounded outlandish are, you know, on the shelf and are extremely fucking enjoyable. Uh, just the thought of lactose being added to any beer, any style of beer, was absurd to me uh, just uh, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago. And uh, with all of these uh, lactose-infused beers that we've had, it's just, it really does add a whole nother layer of uh, texture and flavor to the beers and i think that um simply incorporating this into an, a style like an ipa has been a fucking incredible game changer for the style uh 8.5 for me in the ipa category man 8.5 for me fuck yeah now what the fuck were we talking about <clears throat> uh so we're talking about um people who trade Liberty for safety. Fuck those people. Ah, you're looking at one right now, man. Are you? Yeah, doing this? I've been doing that. I, as of late, I have completely been doing that. There's a good middle ground to this. You can't gamble with people's lives, for sure. There are some precautions you must take because it's not just your life that's in danger. If it were just your own, then I'd understand the fucking throwing caution to the wind and fucking fuck it, you know? But there are people around you who can be endangered that you love. Right. But the same token, you have fucking Eric Garcetti, the mayor of fucking Los Angeles, telling you to rat on your neighbor if they're not abiding by the fucking mass <laughs> what? Uh, doors law. The, what are you talking about? I haven't heard anything about this. Dude, he's re- he's giving out monetary rewards for people ratting out their neighbors if their neighbors aren't abiding to the quarantine. If your neighbor isn't wearing a mask when he's going outdoors, then turn him into the cops and you will be rewarded. No shit. You know, just like all the fucking Nazis did. Just like <laughs> fucking Stalin did. Just like the fucking McCarthy fucking era in fucking United States. The fucking Red Scare. There you go. Turn in My your neighbors are fucking, fucking neighbors. Turn in your neighbors and you will be rewarded. Yep. You know? Yep, yep, yep. Fuck this guy. I, Fuck him. I saw that motherfucker where it, he drives a fucking red. Uh, it, it could be a fucking American-made car, but it's red. <laughs> that motherfucker's a commie. Exactly. 
Are we back to that? Are we fucking repeating history? Is there nothing we fucking learned by fucking keeping this fucking chronological fucking... What is it? Chronological fucking database of human events. As far as we can date back, we have those. We can see what other how people reacted in certain fucking times. And everyone warns you about repeating history. Right. And this is exactly what we're doing. We're giving up all our fucking civil liberties for safety. Right. You know? Right. It's fucking 9-11 all over again. Hey. Yeah. There you go. Be wary of fucking terrorists. Turn in your fucking Islamic neighbors because they're probably fucking terrorists. Oh, he's brown? Turn him in. Uh, you know, it didn't it didn't come to that um in the 9-11 era. But uh and it, it really is crazy to talk about that. It's 20 years ago, it's two decades ago. Um, but r- what really did come from that was just a shitload of fucking legislation and bills flying past Congress and the Senate. That, Under the fucking radar because everyone was yeah. worried about terrorism. Yeah, that that posed as protection and safety for the American public and, you know, for the American constituent. And uh, that was probably the first page, but the other 200, 300 pages went on to uh, talk about of all of the liberties that would be stripped away from us. And we were just way too fucking scared for our personal safety to bother. It was just fucking yeah, just it was it was a, a legitimate fucking real time uh, uh, terms and agreement uh, clause that was passed to us, and everybody just signed it away. And I, I was having a conversation with my family about this. Um, I would say that for the most part, I have lived my entire life in 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 a healthy. How, how can I say this? Like a healthy, um, so what I'm looking for cynicism. I, I don't know that cynicism is it, uh, but just like, like weary, just a healthy weariness, uh, a healthy skepticism is the word I'm looking for. Okay. Um, specifically when it came to the government telling me what I can and can't do, I have lived my entire life this way. And wouldn't you know it, for the past month and a half, two months, I have been fucking rolling over on command. And I've been doing so because, and and I've been very willing to do so because it's for my good. It's for my own good. It's for my family's good. It's for the greater good. And uh, just, just recently going out into the stores, looking at the people wearing masks, looking at everyone practicing social distancing. It's it's become I've become acutely aware of exactly how well this is working. And I mean I mean in terms of this is what they said today is how we live our lives. And this is and everyone's playing along. And for the same goddamn reason. And I, I've just uh, again become acutely aware of exactly how easily I'm fucking rolling over, roll over, roll over, sit, speak, and and I'm perfectly fucking okay with it. And on one hand, I do feel like I'm doing something that's responsible, but I can't. I also can't shake the notion of 
how uh, this is very successful. It's working out really great. And it's kind of highlighting exactly how much a government can get away with when it poses it in terms of this is for your own good. <clears throat> Not only for your own good, but for the greater good of humanity. Right. For the greater good of fucking society, for the greater good of civilization. You know? How how dare you step outside without a mask today? Yeah. You're you're endangering all these people's lives. The same people that were fucking calling Trump Hitler four years ago are fucking complaining that he's not exercising his fucking power today. <laughs> right. That he right. was delayed and he didn't act. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Fucking morons. Do you realize what the fuck you're asking for? You're asking for a f- martial fucking law. Yeah, you're asking for a dictatorship. It's fucking stupid. It's asinine. I, I can't believe we're going through this right now. It's incredible to fucking see. And I'm I'm not I'm not blameless in this either because I have I did go out and buy supplies. I did go out and buy a mask. I did try to protect my family because you have the whole world telling you, and it wasn't a fucking bipartisan issue at this point. Both left and right were telling you, be wary. Right. It's fucking scary. It's killing people. We don't have a fucking vaccine. It can fucking kill people. But now we have Garcetti. We have all these other fucking stupid motherfuckers in charge telling you to turn in your neighbor. They're going to fucking come in and scoop you up in the fucking middle of the night and take you off somewhere and call it quarantine or you were endangering people. It's biological terrorism. Right. Fuck out of here with that shit. Uh, there, there is a middle ground too, because there's also those other states that went against the lockdown measures that were, that were, I guess, recommended by the federal government. Yeah. Um, hey, what do you know? Those states are now actually being, uh, they're, they're now the hotspots. Their cases are growing. Uh, they have the surge coming. Yeah, uh, th- there is an absolute middle ground. Uh, in the in the case of these states that didn't react, uh, you know, they had their governors and their mayors just being like, "No, we're not going to do that. We're gonna, we're not going to shut down businesses. Uh, we're not going to do that." And <clears throat> I can I can definitely say wh- while I've said everything else I've said in the previous fucking five ten minutes, I can also say that it was wildly irresponsible for these leaders to not to like disobey that ordinance but there absolutely is a middle ground too you don't have to be a dictatorship you don't have to be a fucking like a a leader that's aloof and just fucking careless and is willing to sacrifice the fucking well-being of its populace there's there's a middle ground there is a middle ground but sacrificing your freedom sacrificing your fucking human rights your civil liberties is not one of them. Right. Y- your rights are fucking freedom of speech, and that's being limited now. If you have any fucking website or any fucking YouTube channel that's speaking against this fucking disinformation of COVID-19, COVID-19, you're being shut down. You can't... I don't know, dude. There's, there's this... I get the whole fucking, the whole scare of it, where everyone's kind of scared for their own health, for the health of their fucking loved ones. I get it. 
I get it. I'm, I've fallen victim to the same thing too, but ah, fucking shit. Um, this thing just stinks of this fucking like complete government control. They're, yeah, they're they're testing where the fuck the the limit is and how far we're willing to go, and if this has shown anything is how adaptable we are. Like everyone expected this like pandemonium of people just fucking rushing the fucking streets and rushing the supermarkets and all that shit. And I did. I did. I, I expected that completely. Yeah. If, if this doesn't make you libertarian, then I don't know what the fuck will, <laughs> fuck. you know, that's a great point. Like Jesus fucking Christ. Holy dude. Shit, dude. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Uh, libertarianism, I think has always like kind of, um it it's it's like carried this like heavy blanket over it of um i i guess it, like just being inconsiderate societal um arrangement yeah it it just it, it really does it's just like fuck it if i don't use that i'm not gonna pay for it right and if i use that then fuck it tax me for it um but this all of this has happened it's it's highlighted this kind of like well fuck i'm in it for me and my own kind of deal like that everybody has reacted that way to this uh you're right i hadn't even stopped to consider that it's fucking crazy dude it's crazy out there but i don't know dude i'm ready to move off to the next beer if you're ready yeah fuck it let's do it third beer in the lineup for sure let's do that the fuck are we having today man (laughs) all right man so uh from king's brewing company which is a local brewing company that i love to support uh legit they're like fucking 10 minutes down the road from here uh this is from king's brewing company and it's a collaboration with dewey beer company and this is the nelson baton this is a double dry hopped double hazy ipa and fucking king's brewing company has done amazing things uh in terms of being experimental quite honestly i want to say that they've really fucking showcased what being an experimental brewing company is um i had this two months ago and it still holds the record as the best double dry hop double hazy ipa i've had to date this thing comes in at a fucking 10 percent abv Okay, so where you have a lot of these like uh, hazies focusing on the flavor, you had beer. Uh, you had this uh, this beer from Kings Brewing and from Dewey that focuses on both ABV and flavor. And I was prepared. I was prepared to have this as the bomb for the lineup, but because it's beer zombies, I'm gonna have to reserve that one for the last one. So for the third beer in the lineup, Nelson Baton, King's Brewing Company, Dewey Beer Co. Dope as fuck. I love this fucking picture of Nelson Muntz here. Fuck yeah. And all around the can it says, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, <laughs> Yeah. And uh, the name Nelson for this beer is coming because uh, this is dry hopped with Nelson hops. Dope. So fuck it, man. Let's see what we got. Do this. Oof. Oh my goodness. It smells incredible, man. 
And now that is fucking hazy. Look at that. Goddamn. Just solid, solid haze. So the fucking pineapple milkshake, it did have that like kind of like silkiness inside of it where you could see it swirling around. This is just fucking full on, just full fledged haziness. Uh, the head is big as well, big and foamy. Uh, I really do kind of feel like this is also a staple of the style. And it probably has to do with uh, like the creaminess and the oats or the lactose, whatever is used to achieve that creaminess in the beer. But beautiful, beautiful foamy head. Um, uh, still, it's got that. It's got that fucking pineapple or OJ kind of look to it. Uh, it looks fucking awesome. I haven't even put it up to my nose. Okay, sweet, like delicately sweet. <clears throat> Not gonna eat much else. There's some citra hops in there. There's some stone fruit sweetness that's coming through for me. Let's see what we got here, man. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Now, is there any part of you that believes that that's 10% ABV? Absolutely not. <laughs> How the fuck? That's incredible, dude. I want this fucking tested. This this is they're fucking bullshitting me like the fucking slushy motherfuckers. <laughs> like 450. <laughs> yeah. 450 north. Yep. <laughs> Holy shit, if that's fucking 10%. No. I'm motherfucking Snow White. No shit. And I don't see any fucking dwarves around me. That's right, man. <laughs> uh and and I would love for you to challenge them too because these are the this is the same brewing company that kind of had like a little bit of a fucking oh, I needling. do remember that. They yep. needled 450 North by saying, if you guys want a real 8% slushy, then you come to King's Brewery. I Company. do remember that, yep. <laughs> so I don't know that they, they're really, uh, you know, that it'd be a wise challenge because they seem to kind of like live up to their word. I, I don't know that I've had a fucking hazy that's this smooth. This is somehow creamier than the pineapple milkshake or whatever the fuck it was that we just had yep <clears throat> somehow they fucking managed to do that what the fuck it's it's way smoother than anything i've ever fucking had in the ipa category right wow same here um you, I, you were talking about this and you're building it up i was like ah you're building it up too much you fucking piece of shit <laughs> but holy shit dude that's incredible Nothing on the can gives anything away on here, right? Not at all. They're, they're not. They're not trying to fucking you know rub it in your face. They're not telling you what to look for, what flavor profile to look for. Um, it's just that. It's just fucking haha. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't give you any listing of what hops they use. It doesn't tell you if they use lactose or not. Nope, no, no, no indication for oats. Nothing about fucking like orange or pineapple or any like citrusy fruit. Nope. That's incredible. I like this. Yeah, um, so I picked this up from the actual brewing company, and I had it off tap, and I, that's the only reason that I know that this is a double dry hop, double I, double I can only IPA. imagine this on tap. It's incredible off tap, and, and I've done this a complete disservice because I've been holding on to these cans for about two months now, and if there's like hazy fans or IPA fans that are listening to this, 
and they hear me say that I held on to this for two months, <laughs> they're going to be fucking, you know, they're going to be coming to my door. Yeah. Because <laughs> you shouldn't do that with this kind of beer. You know, this is the type of beer you don't age. If you could fucking have it from the goddamn uh, can where, or, you know, the fucking, um, uh, what do they call them? Whatever is fucking the, the, the tank. Yeah. If you could have it straight from the tank, it'd probably be the best you could do for this like style of beer. Mouth up to the fucking tap and just, yep. Oh. For sure. Um, so this is it at two months out. Um, I could tell you that it's not as fresh as it should be. Um, but uh, having it from the brewing company itself is the only reason that I know that this is double dry hopped, double hazy IPA. Because the, the can doesn't even tell you that. Nope. Uh, but I think that they've set the bar really high with this one. Um, I, I'm, I'm curious to see if Beer Zombies could break that. Oh, man. Beer Zombies hasn't fucking missed with us. Mm-mm. They're putting out some incredible stuff, too. We had the Volume 5 a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. Yep. I think Assface was here. I'm no, we didn't have it with anybody else. No? It was just uh, you and I. Okay. Yeah. Because we just we just got our hands on two of them. And a uh, really quick shout out to Valero Beer Cave over in Victorville. That's where I picked up the Volume 5. And um uh, obviously a fucking shout out oh you know what I'm, I'm gonna fucking just go ahead and say it too the bunny hill ipa single dry hopped is where i got i mean uh valera beer cave is where i got that one too uh pineapple milkshake i got from bevmo and uh the nelson i got from uh king's brewing company itself nope yeah but really big shout out to valera beer cave when we had that volume five you're making me sound like an asshole here <laughs> <laughs> ozymandias has done great work in getting the hardware to make this happen uh all the hardware actually that we're using today has uh, come i, didn't, I wasn't <laughs> go no, on we're doing I wasn't that fishing for, but go on <laughs> uh, we're doing that <laughs> um, so you take care of the hardware and then i take care of the beer man that's really the way that this works for the most part for the most part <laughs> so uh yeah i just i really want to fucking appreciate what the hell they're doing out there it's a goddamn fucking desert and these motherfuckers are getting their hands on supreme craft beer um the volume four that we're going to be enjoying for the last beer today that came from valero beer cave and i didn't source that actually that is coming from one of our listeners uh orgasmatron he was able to locate that after hearing our uh, review of the volume five no shit and and in that episode we talked about how it would be so cool to have volumes one through five yep but in knowing that this style doesn't age i, I frankly thought it impossible for us to ever get four through one or one through four i just i gave up on that immediately i just resigned from it i said there's no way in hell that there would be those cans floating around and wouldn't you know it, Orgasmatron spotted a couple of those cans out there in, in Victorville. And he bought them up. He got one for himself and rave reviews from him. So uh, we'll be getting to that one at the end. For now, uh, I'd like to rate this one. <clears throat> and I, I got to say, sets the bar fucking wildly high. I, I get stone fruit sweetness. Um, I'm getting that. I'm getting that like a very malty kind of uh backbone to it as well it's got a very solid malt malt sweetness to it 
and the haze is incredible the creaminess is incredible and just like the the double dry hopped um flavor profile that's coming from this is immense not to mention this is fucking 10 percent, and you would not believe this this is something you could pour yourself for breakfast <laughs> this is insane fucking a dude <clears throat> that is incredible i don't I don't know what to attribute to that fucking creaminess, whether it be lactose or oats, like you were saying. Yeah. But it's incredible. It's fucking velvet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is, fuck. It's citrusy, but it's not, I mean, where the fuck are the hops? Exactly. There, there's no hops to fucking speak <laughs> of for a double dry hopped IPA. There's no bitterness to speak No of. bitterness. That's yeah. it. Sorry. The hop is You're right. there. You're right. The Sorry. flavor of the hop is there. But no bitterness. At all. No resin. Nope. No stickiness. No fucking like aftertaste. Nope. Nothing. At all. It's incredibly fucking smooth. Just like the fucking texture of it. it wow. I'm fucking blown away by this. You drink this and it challenges everything that you knew about what it is to taste like a double IPA. Yep. You, 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 someone serves this to you and they tell you it's a double IPA. You drink this and it just, it like bullshit, <laughs> bullshit. And they're like, Hey, on top of that, it's 10%. Mm -hmm. Yep. What the fuck? Holy shit. This is incredible. I, I'm going to go out to Kings Brewing and get some of these. I hope you can still find son it. of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a bad friend. <laughs> what the fuck? You're Should having this. Told right me now, when asshole. they had it. <laughs> I think I did tell you when when I had it. I think you did. Yeah. yeah. That's on you, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> I I really hope it, dude. If you go out there and you find it, let me know for sure because I would I would buy this ten times over. This is a twenty dollar four pack for sixteen ounce cans. Never completely <laughs> no completely nah, worth fucking worth it. Hell yeah, it is. This is incredible. It's insane. Um, I I would just I would buy this up just to fucking challenge people on what they think is a double IPA. Not even to drink it for myself, but to enlighten others. This is something that um I could really see myself uh challenging people's perception of what craft beer is. Yep, and completely destroying it. Kudos to King's fucking brewing company. Absolutely, man. Uh, Dewey Beer Co. too. I don't know much about those guys. I don't think we've had anything from them. Um, but it certainly makes me kind of uh, want to get my hands on something from them as well. Yep. But yeah, uh, big ups to those guys. I'm ready to rate this fucking beer. What do you got, man? For the Nelson Vuitton in the IPA category, this is insane. I'm giving this a 9.5 in the IPA category. Same here. 9.5. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There's room for growth, but very, very little room for growth. Oh yeah, it's yeah. incredible. I think I think you give me this at twelve percent, and I've I have my first ten out of ten IPA. Uh, in fact, this is the highest rated IPA that we've had on the show as well. I think so too. I think Pliny we graded at a nine, and there might be a few others that we've graded at eight point fives and nines. I think. The beer, last Beer Zombies we had was a 9, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did a 9 for Beer Zombies for sure. Um, But yeah, this this sets the bar extraordinarily high for this category. Uh, They've really fucking hit it out of the park. If you can get your hands on this somehow. Get it. Get it. Yeah. And it's bring us some. 9.5. <laughs> Alrighty. 
fuck, that was a del- del- delicious third beer. I like I'm, this head movement. I'm fucking alrighty. <laughs> I'm trying to overcompensate with my body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I want to say. You look like a Fuck. sassy black woman. <laughs> alrighty. That's gross. I know. I resent that. Do you? Yeah. I like sassy black women. You do? Why? I don't know. They're funny. They they are funny, but to like just just in like in small doses. You know? Okay. They could be really loud and obnoxious. Overwhelming? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Too much for one man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This Too pussy's much. so good? <laughs> for real. Yeah. They do carry an air of that, huh? They do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, Either sassy way. black woman. <laughs> Go on, Monique. Get shows. <laughs> <laughs> fucking it all right well um i want to talk about (laughs) i want to talk about um fucking google dude google is yeah offering their services Ooh, i like it already all right yeah Yeah. of course i mean just google is somebody you could just just trust get behind right trust somebody you can trust with your personal information yeah of course because they Google already... is someone I can trust with my porn searches. But <laughs> it's fine because they have an incognito mode that yeah. I access directly through their web browser. Yeah. So I'm I'm fine, right? Yes. <laughs> Google is somebody you can trust with your web porn searches. Fucking a! You know what's crazy about Google is they give you the air of you can trust them yeah without ever really having to ask for your trust they like i don't feel like i don't feel like google has ever like put out like an ad campaign where they're just like hey i'm your friend i you just you can always count on me to keep you safeguarded with yeah. your privacy no. they've never done that no but we do we just kind of by default do because yeah. they're most powerful platform for search porn search other than <laughs> for porn searches so, like, why they're who, my number I don't one go to bing for fucking <laughs> for searching porn. fucking step sister porn or whatever i don't go to bing for that <laughs> you know what i go for bing for what's that for fucking google you know what i fucking <laughs> <laughs> i fucking bing google how the fuck do I get to Google is what I type into Bing. <laughs> How to find Google porn. Yeah. <laughs> open Google incognito window. Yes. Um, well, Bing how to open Google incognito. <laughs> you know, like some fucking grandpa has typed that shit <laughs> to Bing before. That's a registered... Like a registered <laughs> legitimate search. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fuck. <laughs> well, your most favored por- porno provider. Yes. Google. My favorite porn search engine. Go ahead. Exactly. <laughs> uh, they are actually making an app. So that you can track Find more porn. <laughs> so you can track positive COVID 
oh. people. So they're, they're they're partnering up with fucking Apple right now, which to oh, me, yeah, yeah. That speaks of fucking more trust. <laughs> Dude, you could just fucking trust these people That's for so, sure. What is more trustworthy than collusion of like the two super tech giants of the modern world? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Fuck. We should get fucking Basil's involved in this. Where is he? No shit, right? Yeah. Yeah, this guy's like definitely knocking on their window yep. <laughs> while they're sitting at the dinner table. This motherfucker's <laughs> knocking on that goddamn window like, can I come in, guys? <laughs> fucking A, dude. So Google has partnered up with Apple. Did you ever think that you would hear that fucking sentence? Ever? I mean, yes. We, I didn't. We've heard this. I didn't. And then they split off when Google did their own platform, their own mobile phone device. Um. But prior to that, Apple was all Google search, all Google Maps. And then Google launched their own fucking device. And Apple's like, fuck you, Google. We're going to do our own mapping service. We're going to do our own search engine. Which um, kind of sucks to compare to Google. Garbage. (laughs) Garbage. (laughs) But besides that, uh, here's the goddamn headline, dude. Apple and Google's engineering teams have banded together to create a decentralized contact tracing tool decentralized yeah 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 yeah. already i like all these keywords already Uh, you already seem defensive uh, (laughs) i I like these fucking keywords it's like fucking name dropping for me (laughs) all right decentralized contact tracing tool that will help individuals determine whether they have been exposed to someone with covid19 contact tracing is a useful tool already of course yeah in the second paragraph they want to tell you how helpful we are. Of course. It's a useful tool that helps public health authorities track the spread of the disease and inform the potentially exposed so that they can get tested. It does this by identifying and following up with people who have come into contact with COVID-19 affected person. Oh, that, that sounds nice. Th- that's great. Very novel. That's great. Very noble. The system uses onboard onboard radios on your device to transmit an anonymous ID, quote unquote. Okay, because well, all our devices are encrypted. Yeah, servers relay your last fourteen days of rotating IDs to their other devices, <laughs> while oh, with search for a match. Okay, a match is determined based on a threshold of time spent and distance maintained. Between two devices. Okay. So Apple and Google are fucking. Yeah. And you. their baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And um and like they could tell when each other's devices are within a proximity to each other and exactly how far they are from each oh. other and exactly how much time they spent away from each other. That's good news. But don't worry, because you don't have to worry about like privacy or anything like that, right? No, no, no. Right? That, that doesn't. That I mean, that's the last thing I want to worry about is Google knowing who I come in contact with, <laughs> right? Both Apple and Google say that privacy and transparency are paramount in a public health effort like this. Yeah, and say that they are committed to shipping a system that does not compromise personal privacy in any way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Other than what's on their TOS, right? <laughs> this is a factor that has been raised by the ACLU, 
which has cautioned that, the that any use of cell phone tracking to track the spread of COVID-19 would need aggressive privacy controls. This, <sighs> I'm going to leave you with this. This is the last sentence. It says, there is zero use of location data, which includes users who report positive. This tool is not about where affected people are, but instead whether they have been around other people. Shouldn't it warn you where the fuck the affected people are? <laughs> if it's good for fucking anything, it's like, hey, asshole, stay away from this place. I just parked at Target. Hey, there's somebody that has the fucking disease inside. Don't go in. Not, hey, you, you came in contact with someone like a week ago. We could have you, you, you like might warned wanna, you. You might want to not. We, we could have warned you to yeah. like not do that <laughs> because but, we know exactly. But where we're not you tracking are. your location. Yeah, but we just don't know. We're not tracking. Uh, we uh, we didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> My God, like, dude, how fucking stupid do these people actually think that we are? Well, which is obvious. Let's not delve into that because oh, it's obvious. We're. It is completely obvious uh, how stupid they think what we are. That's everybody though. Like. Okay, we're not. <laughs> Clearly, we're not. Um, okay, other people. But there are other people that are the people that stupid. don't listen to this podcast they're and us. Stupid. Just stupid. talk about yeah, them. They're, they're stupid. They're watching the Kardashians <laughs> and worried about the Kardashians during this COVID nineteen event. They're stupid, dude. They, they they generally are. Like I've always had this 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 idea of like how stupid does the media think we are. Like the, the, our attention span is so fucking low. We're only allotted 30 seconds of our fucking attention span because that's what the fucking general media allows us. Seems to be you working they, and they, it also seems to be lucrative as well. Yes. And I've always been like, yeah. hey, hey, asshole. I, yeah. I, I'm better than a soundbite <laughs> on fucking Bill Maher today. I, I, I have a better attention span than fucking... Ben Affleck arguing with Sam Harris on Bill Maher for fucking 30 seconds. <laughs> I can pay attention where, for longer than that, but then where, I realize that not a lot of people can. And where, the reason where, these where, things are so popular is because not a lot of people can. Dude, I could pay attention to that, specifically including knowing that fucking um, Ben Affleck is going to look like a total fucking asshole well, piece I mean, of shit. Would, to be fair, of <laughs> Batman was on steroids, uh, you know, but <laughs> of course he was going to make a fool of himself. <laughs> of course he was going to look like a racist piece of shit. <laughs> he was defending racism. Well, def arguing against racism. Um, <laughs> he did a really shit job of it. <laughs> Yes, he did. But it was only for 30 seconds. It was 30 for seconds. Sure, for sure. <laughs> and the greater point. And we're better than the that. The greater point to this. We're better than that. Just, we watch this and like, <laughs> fuck all this soundbite bullshit media. Fuck all that. We have greater attention spans. Our minds have greater capacity. But a lot of people don't. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't. And this is the reason behind their success is because they, they're placating to the, the general populace who doesn't have that attention span, who is too stupid to realize that they are tracking you. They are tracking your information. They're recording every conversation you're having. Your microphone is always active. Your fucking messages are always active. There's the a reason why if you talk real? about fucking Mustangs and then your next fucking advertisement on fucking 
Instagram is a fucking Mustang. Right. Holy shit. It's How does magic. That happen? Well, don't worry. It's not Google or Apple. No. They're certainly, they wouldn't ever do that. Of course not. We can trust them. They would never do that. Get the fuck out of here for real. <laughs> like, it, it, it is completely offensive how stupid they think I am. I'm, 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 I'm. It's not you, dude. They're not serving you. Uh, no, they They're are. serving the general populace. Yeah, it, it I, is offensive I get that. I to think, that. like, oh, they think I'm that stupid. It's like, eh, no, it's they not know for you. That. It's, no, it, they it's know. For, it's all those stupid fucking plebeians that don't fucking know. That are unaware of their own fucking existence because they're worried about their fucking next where the fuck their next welfare check is coming from. That was harsh. <laughs> <laughs> You're calling yourself out on that one. Yeah. I wasn't gonna fucking jump in on that. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 stupid, dude. It's stupid. Like, uh, okay, so this whole time I've been bracing for. Who's gonna capitalize on this, yeah. right? Google. Right? There, there's, there's, there's plenty of people capitalizing on this right now. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this much, and and, and this is gonna be like a fucking, like a retarded kid throwing an ice cube to the sun. Okay, I've never seen a retarded kid do this, but this but, is like a retarded ahead. kid throwing an ice cube to the sun. Okay, okay. I've been thinking about who's gonna capitalize I mean, what about on gravity? this. And yeah, Sorry. exactly. He's okay. retarded. That's the point of it. Mm. Is oh, oh, you you want to see somebody that's gonna capitalize on this? I'm gonna throw my fucking thousand two hundred dollar stimulus check into the fucking stock market. Oh. Talk about throwing a fucking ice cube into the sun. Fucking stupid. Right. Yeah. Sorry. So I know that there's people that are capitalizing on this on a fucking way larger scale. Yeah. And um. This is a hey, chess game, bro. There's people that are fucking it? five steps ahead of us. Wouldn't you know it? Apple and Google come into the conversation. Mm -hmm. the, the, uh, Apple and Google mm -hmm. have um, uh, fucking uh, joined the chat. <laughs> They've joined the chat. And, and they're actually buddy buddies now all of a sudden. Yeah. Because they see an opportunity. And they see an opportunity to fucking test mm, how stupid I am, first and foremost, to me. Yeah. And second of all, um like it, i'm sure your online google searches for iq test doesn't give it away already <laughs> <laughs> I, I did those on the incognito oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> it's totally safe if like except for if somebody was standing over my shoulder or if i'm like on my employer's ip right right it's yeah. totally safe yeah <laughs> you can't prove anything is what i'm trying to say <laughs> unless you go to my employer's ip <laughs> this is ridiculous come on who the fuck are you trying to kid who are you trying to fucking fool you're fucking telling me that there's gonna be an app that's gonna tell me if i've come in contact with somebody just leave it there. I've come in contact with another device. You're telling me you're not tracking my location. You're telling me that my privacy is being respected. Get the fuck out of here. What the fuck? For real? Who are you trying to kid? They could be point? doing it for social brownie points. 
You know, up until recently, Google and Apple were looked as looked on as the enemy. You know, that whole Bernie Sanders movement of like these millionaires and billionaires and 1% of the 1%. And now they're just like, oh, okay, let's do something and help people and pretend we're nice. You know? I get it. I get it. It's just a little bit ironic that like you're so much of a fucking like techno power in today's society that you're completely fucking unaware of exactly how much control you have. Like for real, you're not self-aware. Bullshit, motherfucker. The system is down. The system is down. That's techno power, bro. <laughs> Fuck, that's a fucking old school reference. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Just like, dude, like seriously, how fucking un- like how not self-aware do you need to be? You're a fucking giant amongst fucking Davids. You're a fucking Goliath amongst Davids. Yeah. Uh, you shut the fuck up. You're 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 not kidding anyone. You're you're any move that you make, even when you're trying to be fucking nice, like right now, is gonna be fucking taking like an assault on privacy. How could you not be so fucking oh self aware? Even if you had the best intentions and you're not really trying to track. How could you not be so self-aware? You're already doing it. If they're already doing it, then what's the issue with them launching something else that potentially could be helpful? I don't I don't have an issue with that. Yeah. It's it's like this veneer of fucking benevolence that I have an issue with. Okay. I already know that my privacy is gone. Yeah. I already accepted that. Like a fucking like that's like swallowing a fucking horse pill. To like just live in the age where I have to walk around knowing that I have completely fucking relinquished my privacy. You're not entitled to it. <clears throat> I feel like I feel like it's something that's sovereign as a fucking individual. I guess. I feel like it's sovereign, but I also am painfully aware that I don't have it. So, like, this, like, veneer of, like, trying to come off as, like, the good guy while you fucking scratch my back and you're not trying to stick your finger at my asshole is bullshit. That's not always a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) Hold up. Let's not fucking villainize the finger up the asshole thing. (laughs) You're right. You're right. I overreacted. (laughs) Yes, please. Those bitches are crazy, but they're fun. <laughs> Google's crazy, but man, they're fucking fun. <laughs> are you ready for the fourth beer? It's like the hot chick you take out to a date because she's hot, but she's also crazy. There's a there's a line, you know. There's, there's a pro pros and cons. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Let's do that fourth beer in the line of man. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> Well, I fucking asked for it. I asked for it. You asked for it? So here it is, motherfuckers. (laughs) You did ask for it. I asked for it. You did. Yeah. I was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had the other volumes of this? Yeah, you specifically said that. Yeah. And I thought it completely impossible. Really. And thanks to Orgasmatron. Yes, definitely. We have 
Die Hard Fans Demand More, Volume 4, New England Style Double IPA. Holy motherfuck. From our friends at Beer Motherfucking Zombies. <laughs> I didn't, I, I just didn't find it feasible to ever get volumes one through four at all. I don't think so either. Specifically, be, well, especially because you were saying that IPA should be drank immediately. Yeah, especially these. Dranked it? Dranked it. <laughs> immediately. And. You're I mean, not just, supposed to age these. Just yeah, exactly. Just read the fucking top of this goddamn label. Drink fresh. Do not age this beer. Oh, I thought it was like Subway. <laughs> Keep refrigerator. Drink fresh. Do not age this beer. Keep refrigerator. Drink fresh. Do not age this beer. Just in case you didn't fucking get it the first time, right? Well, I hope this is hasn't been aged too long. I hope. I hope not. About this beer. We were going okay. We are going to stop at three, but you demanded more beer zombies collaboration. Volume four is a New England double IPA quadruple dry hop. Holy mother of Christ! What <laughs> yeah. the fuck? Quadruple dry hopped with mosaic and galaxy, giving amazing flavors of berry, tangerine, bubblegum, and pineapple. Bubblegum. <laughs> what the fuck okay keep cold drink fresh unfiltered and super hoppy sediment is normal so let it settle and leave it behind leave it behind i fucking chugged the last one we had fucking settlement <laughs> i i fucking drank the yeah. sediment motherfucker <laughs> i'm gonna get every fucking single drop of that shit yep. always pour into a glass cheers lcb brewmaster what the fuck is LCB? I thought it was beer zombies. Is that the same thing? Local craft beer. Oh, I see. Teha Chapi. Teha. What are we talking about? Teha Chapi, California. Is that? That's oh, where okay. these guys are from. I don't even know where the fuck Teha Chapi is, but fucking some Indian reservation somewhere. Dude, fucking quadruple dry hop. I thought this was a double dry hop this whole time. Uh, quadruple dry hop get the fuck out of here galaxy hops and mosaic <laughs> dude i can't fucking wait to God fucking have damn. this beer let's crack this motherfucker open let's do this oh, oh my god Mm, look at this fucking sediment. <laughs> I want to. I want to go to the sediment first. <laughs> I, I want to take a picture of this and post it on Instagram, and then like be offered free beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's never happened before. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm getting a. They fucking, don't listen. Uh, they yeah, don't, what no, the fuck yeah are we exactly. Yeah, they don't the listen. Yeah. <laughs> are we kidding? <laughs> ah, dude, I'm just getting a shitload of of stone fruit sweetness on this on mm -hmm. the nose. Super fucking sweet. The beer looks hazy. It's uh a little bit of a like a darker yellow, kind of closer to orange. Hazy as a motherfucker. 
this this looks this looks like pineapple juice. Yes, it does. And the fucking scent that is coming off of it. Oh my goodness. Oh holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh holy shit. Oh holy shit. Oh shit. <laughs> Terrible. Dude. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers, brother. <laughs> Fucking very similar to the last beer that we had. Very similar to the last beer we had. <laughs> I'm just going to repeat everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, There's one notable difference to me. One notable difference. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's hoppier than the last. Okay. Yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. There's that. If beers were an Easter bunny, this one would be hoppier than the last. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid joke. (laughs) That's good. That's really good. Okay, uh, the quad the quadruple dry hopped. Yeah, um, I respect it, but I'm not sure that the quadrupleness of it uh, lends more to the beer than the double uh, dry hop method. Okay, I see. Uh, that. Um, definitely, this is coming in a little a little bit more bitter than the Nelson did from Kings Brewing Company. And I don't mind it. I like it. But also, I would expect a little bit more flavor behind if you're doing it four times instead of two. Um, The body uh, is the one main difference to me, too. Because there is certainly a creaminess to it, but it's uh, like a creamy light to medium body. As opposed to where the Nelson offered a creamy medium to medium heavy body. It's delicious. The fucking hop flavor explodes off of this. Beer Zombies knows exactly what the fuck they're doing. 8.5 ABV. It's on the low end for a double IPA for the ABV. But it's exactly what you'd expect from a double IPA. As far as hops, as far as resin and like that dry crispness at the end it's a little malty but it finishes off really dry um it's citrusy but at the same time i I see exactly where you're coming from where it's just they're presenting this quadruple dry hopped ipa i'm expecting just complete smoothness no bite no bitterness no no little twang at the end 
And I, I don't see the difference either between quadruple or double dry hop. I, I, I don't see why you would do one or the other. Like, one is exactly uh, twice as much work than the other. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't see why you would do quadruple dry hopped instead of double dry hopped if the end result is right. Like, taste-wise. It's pretty on par. Here, it's just about the same. Yeah. I respect it. I respect the game. Like I respect yeah. like these motherfuckers like putting that much effort into it. But uh the returns I wouldn't say are um outmatching the right. double dry hop method. I guess if done right. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe this is aged too long and we haven't I was thinking that too. You know. I was thinking that's a complete possibility. I don't know when since when this has been canned. I I, I fucking I wish I had like a date to go off of here. But I don't have shit. Mm -mm. And all I know is that we had volume five fucking a month and a half ago. So who knows? Who who knows how long this has been out? Any time between a month or a year. Right. Could be. Who the fuck knows? So uh, it's still, I, I, like it still isn't bad. It's not. Um, I, I'm completely and thoroughly enjoying it. But I'm also taking that into account. The fact that. Uh, we don't know exactly when the hell it was canned, and um, that much effort, like the quadruple dry hopping, that's a fucking intensive labor. And just because it says diehard fans demand more, like that's just like a call from the brewing company to the people that are enjoying their product too. And I think that's really cool. I, I think it's cool for like a brewing company to be like, oh fuck, okay, you guys... You know, you guys want more of that. Here you go. So I'm going to take all of those things into account. I mean, who does that really? What do you mean? Listen to thinking, the audience? Yeah, I'm like thinking about, no, 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 not necessarily listen to the audience. Just like in a marketing perspective, who really does that? Like who listens to their audience, I guess, and like takes into account what people are, are asking for. You know, it's kind of like the McGrib is back. Okay. Oh, their whole marketing scheme is you asked for it and it's back. So it's just like, yeah, but who the fuck was asking? Everybody. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> everybody they asked. I, I spoke to everybody and they all thought it was great. Everybody thinks like me. Great. I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. Everybody wants it. <laughs> everybody I told everyone that everyone I I wanted it. And then everyone tried it, and it was good. Everyone wants it now. It's in every household throughout America. We got the best ratings on this beer, and everybody's been asking for it. I spoke to everybody. Everyone's saying the same thing. We want more beer. We are diehard fans, and we want more beer. I don't know why I like, changed my accent. Right the end. <laughs> more beer. <laughs> Anyway, I guess demand, right? You know, supply and demand. Yeah. Whatever's selling the most and like, oh, people like this. Why not? Let's yeah. more of this shit. Yeah. It's not necessarily a fucking survey. They went out and like asked a bunch more. of fucking people like, hey, do you want more of this? Check yes. Or check no. You know, like they're asking a fucking classmate I, out in fucking third grade or some shit. As, as they cram. Do you like me? 
they ask them as they cram 16 ounce cans down their gullet. Yeah. <laughs> at, at $5 a pop, at least. <laughs> at the brewery, they're five bucks? Um, I'm quite sure that a pour of this would be a solid fucking eight bucks. Damn. I'm quite sure of that. that at, at a brewery. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. I don't know. They usually try to keep it a little bit lower at the brewery. You tell me where I could go get a fucking quadruple dry hopped, <laughs> quadruple dry hopped hazy IPA, sixteen ounce pour for fucking five bucks. Because um, beer this, zombies. This is a fucking twenty dollar uh, four pack. Yes. So actually, yeah, so you know what? I that's think what I'm this saying. Is, like logistics and everything, and branding and like labeling and all that stuff. Yeah. They take that into account to the price, aside from shipping to the fucking whatever distributor. So it, it's marked up from what the beer zombies are selling it at their location i'd like to see it well, i'd like to let's see go to fucking california okay. as soon as the fucking economy is open then fucking let's go ta- okay. we'll fucking go to Tahakapa. we probably don't even have to wait they probably have like a choppy california right yeah but we don't want to take it to go yeah i would like the full experience for exactly yeah i'd like that want to sit there and be like hey we're from wasted content give us free beer <laughs> they're not gonna do that but it'd be nice to fucking do that it would be nice for sure <laughs> maybe we just play this segment to them oh, when we get there hey check this out hold on it's downloading <laughs> oh this motherfucker didn't upload it on the fucking right day <laughs> shit <laughs> he must not be all in on this you must not you yeah. must not view this yeah, he's just not like a business he's just not all in <laughs> What do you rate this thing, man? I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give this an eight point five. Okay, uh, <clears throat> it's great. I can only imagine what it tastes fresh off the tap or fresh out of the fucking big old fucking stupid thing. Yeah, uh, whatever. We didn't decide what the name was. Tank. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can only imagine what it tastes like then having it there. Uh, the sediment is interesting. It's it's a fucking cornucopia of fucking colors uh can't really tell what it is exactly for sure it's hops but i don't know exactly what hops probably mosaic because of giving it a fucking color i would say that's probably oats that's that you see as the sediment Mm. it could be it too yeah most likely whatever oats or yeast Mm. i've seen yeast that doesn't look like yeast Mm. yeast is usually attached to a vagina (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's great. It, um, it's smooth. It's a little has a little bite to it at the end, but I, I don't know. It's not nothing overwhelming. Um, I like it. It's eight point five. I'm gonna give this an eight point five as well, and I think it solidifies my nine point five for the Nelson Vuitton. Yes, it does as well. Um, it's a great beer. I think I like Volume 5 better, too. I don't remember Volume 5, to be honest. I think we were drunk at that point. I'm sure we were, but I remember enjoying Volume 5 a bit better. Yeah. Um, I think compared to... The I think li- it's because we're comparing this to the Nelson. I think so, The too. Nelson was so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. That this is just like, it's okay in com- yeah. comparison. Yeah. Uh, um, But I, I think uh, that goes a little bit against it. I think that goes with it, too. 
because it should be compared against other beers. Well, it, it's because of like the weight that it carries to. Okay. Like, dude, Kings and fucking Dewey Beer Co. just showed us how much weight you could get behind it, how much ABV, how much juiciness, how much fucking uh, just like hop, dry hop goodness you could get out of doing it twice. Yeah. And I think these guys did it four times. You know, um, I think we might, uh, again, you, you said it, you said it best. Who knows how long this has been canned. Exactly. We didn't have it fresh. It, it might be on par, but at this point when we've had it, it's an 8.5 for me, for sure. 8.5, 8.5. Same for me. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking laughter. Um, so, I was asking what you've watched. You know, what have you called? watched? Exactly. And then I started listing a bunch of shit, and I was like, "Oh, you know, fucking Barney, fucking I love you, you love me." That bullshit. Yeah. And then I was home alone for a bit, and then Toy Story. Yeah, for sure. And then you know, the you got a friend in me. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I fucking, I still love that song. That fucking first movie was so fucking deep. It was fucking it was. beautiful. It was, it was fucked just... up, bro. The fucking scene where he jumps to try to fly out the goddamn window, and then he like falls. At Sid's house. He fucking falls, dog. Oh my god! And then he dude. breaks his arm, and then it's like, and I will go sailing no more oh, yeah. dude i remember just watching like, this as a fucking child so depressed looking at his broken arm knowing that his whole <laughs> life was a lie that part's fucked up dude <laughs> i really love this movie and i really connected to this movie as a fucking child i was like fucking I know, shit. five yeah and just like realizing like fuck dude like we're all fucked <laughs> all <right. laughs> we're all fucked i was five years old and going we're all fucked like th- this whole fall from grace type of fucking storyline that's all it was yeah it's buzz Lightyear at the top of his fucking thing it's <laughs> just like fucking uh fucking woody at the top of his fucking thing and everyone's yeah. just falling from grace it's it's you're getting kicked out of the garden of fucking eden no shit and oh damn all right it's just me there. no for real <laughs> okay. I, I didn't even fucking make that connection to it but yeah pretty much holy shit pretty fucking much right yeah it's it's a fall from grace you're out of the garden Jesus of fucking Christ. eden and like you're fucking dealing with the fucking devil and the fucking serpent and all this fucking bullshit evil shit and you realize that your whole fucking existence in the garden of eden was bullshit to begin with and i really loved it i loved it i love <laughs> the fucking allegory all the way through and then they fucking ruined it with this fucking stupid fucking campy bullshit chicken motherfucker with the second yeah, one from Al's type Bard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, I, I can't say that it held, it, it held up like the first one did for no, sure. It was good. It was okay, but and, it wasn't. And it was great. It was an okay extension of the storyline in itself. Yeah, yeah. It, but it was campy. It, it was. was, and um, but but I I will say though I do like Stinky Pete. I, I do like that he character. Was good. He was a good villain. He was a good bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was a good villain. He was, he was a good villain. Um, I really like the storyline to where they're collector's items, and this guy's like uh, about it. You know, Stinky Pete. This motherfucker's uh, the prospector, right? Yeah. 
he's about it. Like, he's about that life because nobody ever fucking wanted him before. So he found this place, and his place is in between all these other fucking characters because otherwise he don't mean shit. So then he's like, really? Fuck. like, Yeah, exactly. Like, he I think you saw, you saw in the second one when I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, okay. Fucking getting from the first one. <laughs> like, God damn, dude. Yeah. Holy shit, okay. And that's like why he was so <clears throat> fucking tied to like having all the goddamn characters with them. Yeah. Because as a set, as a whole, he he was meaningful. He was needed. Oof. Without them, and we're shit. So I, I did I did see that in the second movie. That's what made him a good villain for me. God damn. Yeah. But the third one fucked my shit up. Fuck yeah, dude. I I really loved the fucking stupid teddy bear fucking what's his name? I don't know. He was like fluffy and smelled like strawberries. Gonzo? I want to say, but that's <laughs> fucking Hunter S. Thompson. I don't know. I Something don't know. Something along those lines. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Funzo? I, something like that. Funzi? I don't know. I don't know. I really Fun liked bullshit. him as a villain. He was the fucking sympathetic villain. He was the Joker from the super new movie. Fucking Joker. <laughs> you know, you empathize with this fucking villain. Like, you he realize. Was the Joker from the Joker. He was the Joker from <laughs> that one thing, the Joker. <laughs> he was Arthur from the Joker. He was the sympathetic villain. You fucking. Everything that was like. Like, everything. Uh, everything he was fucking doing was fucking rationalized by some fucking previous fucking trauma. Like, he was abandoned, dude. It was. It was sad. It was beautifully fucking sad. The yeah, way that he fucking had reacted. issues for sure. Fuck he yeah. had issues like a motherfucker. <laughs> it was just like me. <laughs> like me. And yeah. the fucking movie and the storyline grew with me too. And it was and it was highlighting traumatic experiences from my childhood. All I remember all I remember from fucking Part three is just like so long, partner. And yeah. <laughs> it's Andy giving his fucking toys to this fucking stupid, ungrateful piece of shit bitch. <laughs> that won't fucking appreciate them like fucking Andy did. <sighs> when he got me, it fucking got me. It fucking broke me down. I was fucking 28 years old when I was watching this <laughs> fucking movie crying. Right. Like a fucking <laughs> little right. fucking. Five year old, I was crying when fucking Buzz Lightyear broke his fucking arm. <laughs> I was there again. No I, shit, they no fucking shit. managed to fucking like just dig deep where I, yeah. in that place where I thought my heart used to be, <laughs> and they managed to fucking pull something, and it just like resonated. And I was just there watching fucking Woody and fucking Buzz and that stupid redheaded annoying bitch holding each other while they're fucking going into the big old fucking furnace. <laughs> Like no, they survived and Andy gave him away. <laughs> no, I like the allegory of the first one. <laughs> the the fourth one was another good. It was another uh, good extension bleh. of the storyline. No, it wasn't. But like no substance. No substance. No substance. The third had substance because it was just a coming of age thing. It was. Like you know you he. He grew up with these toys and now he's progressed into adulthood. And you have to realize that you relinquish your childhood at this point. For sure. And it, this child, Andy, grew up at the same rate that we fucking did. He did. Which was fucking beautiful. Yeah. 
It was a great fucking closure to our our own fucking childhood. Watching this motherfucker give away his fucking toys right. made me fucking realize, like, hey, maybe I shouldn't jerk off every fucking day. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know, that, I don't know that that's the message they were going for. <laughs> I should stop all these childish things and stop drinking off four or five times a day and do it once a day like a fucking man. <laughs> It's coming in coming of age. That the, you, I imagine your dick sounding like fucking buzz, 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 like you're to the rescue. <laughs> like, dude, give it a rest. This is more like a secret mission. <laughs> secret mission. Secret mission. That's a secret mission. <laughs> but fucking it. was a, the Spanish buzz. <laughs> that one was dope. I right. like that one. Yeah. That was fucking sexy as a motherfucker. Mm. Yeah. Was that Antonio Banderas? I don't know. It sounds was like it? him. I don't know. I don't if know. Any was, Spanish food sounds like was. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> it's like if Morgan it... Freeman was any any fucking black guy. Any fuck the Pollo Loco guy was Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't Antonio Banderas, then fucking no wonder. No wonder I liked it so much. No. <laughs> I mean Desperado. The, the Mariachi. Zoro. Zoro, yeah. Good and Zoro. Yeah. Huh? That's about it, right? <laughs> I don't know what else he was on. Spy Kids. Oh, gross. <laughs> I remember watching those. You watched that? We watched that. What the fuck are you talking about? You watched that? What the fuck? We watched that? Yeah. Why would we watch that? Because they fucking made us watch this in fucking seventh grade. Where we were sitting in the cafetorium. Okay. And they played it on the fucking screen for us. Gross. I know. <laughs> and we're all sitting there just like, hey, that's guys, fucking, it's movie night. That's fucking indoctrination. It is. <laughs> They made me think I was going to be a spy when I grew up. They made me think about Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> what about Antonio Banderas? Dude, why the, fuck are, okay, why the fuck are we talking about Antonio Banderas? Sorry, Toy Story. <laughs> Spanish buzz. That's it. That's it. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Anthropos is gay for Antonio Banderas. That's cool. I'm sorry. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, Brendan Fraser. (laughs) (laughs) This has been wasted. It's okay if you call him Spanish Brendan Fraser. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a wasted content. Episode 38. Oh my god. <laughs> this episode How the fuck did we get into Antonio? Uh, yeah, 38, 38, 30. Thank you for joining us. I am Anthropos. And I am Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> to the rescue. <laughs> buzz, 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 buzz Lightyear <laughs> to the rescue. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, fuck. See you guys next week. To infinity and beyond. (laughs) See you guys next week. (laughs) 
wanted to edit it too. Okay, yeah. just send it there. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh.